Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of the Bat Flip Crazy Pod. I'm your host, Toby. Today we're going to be covering Brandon Nimmo, Chris Bryant, and Jurickson Profar. As usual, we'll do an in-depth dive into these three players and give you a sense of what they're doing, why they're doing it, and hopefully help you out with some of your fantasy baseball decisions. Uh, you can now listen to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast platforms. We're new. Um, we hope you are enjoying the podcast. We've gotten some great ratings, some awesome reviews. Really appreciate it. If you, um, if you have time, uh, go over to iTunes, give us a five-star rating, write a nice review. You'll make, uh, you'll make me very happy, and it's a good way to let us know that we're doing something right. Um, today I am going to, uh, try to have a little bit more enthusiasm for my voice. One of my buddies was, uh, joking with me that I sound like I am trying not to wake up, uh, my kids when I'm doing the podcast. And that actually is accurate. Uh, right now my four and a half year old and my 18 month old are sleeping and so I'm doing my best to uh, keep you all informed on fantasy baseball happenings, but at the same time, trying to keep them sleeping because nothing is worse than awake children late at night. Anyways, hope you enjoy it. Um, Nimmo, Bryant, Profar, let's get it going. <laughs> The first player we're going to cover today is Brandon Nimmo of the Mets. Um, Nimmo was sitting on top of the world a few weeks ago after going on a home run spree in Colorado, but has since slowed down a little bit and has fantasy owners a little nervous. Um, so far this season, in 280 plate appearances, he's hitting 262 with 44 runs, 12 home runs, and 26 RBIs to go along with seven stolen bases. Nice little addition there. When we take a look at the uh, skill profile, Nimmo is somebody who has pretty much always shown uh, very strong to elite plate discipline. Uh, that's the case this year as well. He's got 21.3% O swing percentage. Again, 30% is league average. That's a little bit down, actually, or, or up, I guess, technically, from 17% last year, but still a very solid number. His Z contact is right about league average at 84.4%. League average is about 1% uh, more than that. So, you know, he's got uh, solid contact skills, you know, league average, um, good, very good plate discipline. His hard hit rate has taken a 5% bump this year from 35% last year up to 40% this year. And one of the things that's helped him be successful this year is some changes in his batted ball profile. His fly ball percentage is up about 8% to 40.5% of balls in play, and that's why you see him with 12 home runs um, already when his previous high was 5 home runs. So overall, you know, you got a pretty solid foundation for the plate skills. The ballad, batted ball profile looks pretty solid. He has lost some line drives this year, um, you know, which, which 
you know, should see maybe the BABIP dip a little bit, which, you know, we have seen that it's down about, uh, about 20 points. But, you know, so far, um, pretty decent production from NIMO. I mentioned the increase in fly ball percentage, and one of the things that's helped NIMO be really successful when we look at xstats.org and the way that they categorize uh, batted balls is a 15.4% hard drive rate, which is kind of the high, uh, high, high line drive, low fly balls that generally result in extra base hits and home runs. Um, that 15.4% is well above the league average of 11%. The only drawback is that we see that his the his pop-ups have actually increased by 3% and his fly balls have increased by 2%. The fly balls aren't terrible balls in play. They're just at uh, higher launch angles. And so a lot of times they're, you're kind of um, easier fly balls, but they can also, when hit hard, um, result in some extra base hits as well. Um, I mentioned uh, at the onset of this segment that he's been struggling of late, and that is a, an understatement. He's, over his last 14 games, he's hitting 143 with four runs, no home runs, one RBI, zero stolen bases, but maybe more importantly, he has two caught stealing, or he's been caught stealing twice during that period of time. And so, you know, that's not something we want to see. The seven stolen bases have been a nice little addition for him this year, and we don't want to see him uh, no longer get the green light when he's on the base paths. All of that combines for a 486 OPS. Uh, over the last 14 games, and he's striking out in 31% of his plate appearances. Now, what's more troubling than the actual results during that period of time is that over the same period, he's also seen some pretty poor batted ball trends that are happening. So his fly ball rate has dropped. We we mentioned how it was 40% over the course of the season. In his last 20 games, it's at 30%. And his hard hit rate, which is at 40% for the year as well, is down at 29%. So he's not only hitting fewer fly balls, he's also hitting the ball less hard. His Z contact is still around 84%, so at least you know he's not, um, he's not having trouble making contact more than, than he normally does. And the good thing is that he's continuing to show elite uh, plate discipline. So 13.1% O-swing over that period of time. So it's probably just a lull, whether it's matchups or just a little bit of a struggle. I think what we're seeing from Nimo so far, and XStat supports this, is about the production that you uh, can expect. So he has a 262 average so far this year. That comes on a 257 expected average. And those 12 home runs are supported by 12.2 expected home runs. So earlier in the season when he got on that hot streak, when he went on that home run binge, you know, that was probably him outplaying the skills a little bit. We've seen some uh, regression over the last couple weeks, but there's nothing in the profile that's super concerning. Obviously, we want to see him hit more fly balls. Uh, we want to see that hard hit rate up. But for the time being, unless it becomes something more extended, I think what we've seen from Nimmo so far is likely what we're going to get. So that's been Brandon Nimmo. Obviously, he's been a great surprise this year. You should, you know, over the course of the year, continue to see some solid production. 
the power looks legitimate as long as he can keep that hard to hit rate and the fly ball rate, get those back up. Um, you know, and so uh, he's been one of the few bright spots with the Mets, and hopefully he can continue what he's been doing this year and snap out of this funk. Next up, we're going to talk about um, a decent-sized disappointment so far this year, partially because of injury, but partially because of performance, and that's Chris Bryant of the Cubs. Um, He started a rehab assignment, should be coming back soon. I wasn't that big on Bryant coming into the season, only because last year, you know, we saw him take a little bit of a step backward. And more than more than the results, the underlying skills and some of the trends that I saw were a little bit concerning. So he went with a higher contact approach, which in and of itself is not a bad thing by any stretch of the imagination, but it resulted in more ground balls and size hard hit rate drop considerably. And seeing those trends play out over the year, given that Bryant, you know, he has some speed, but the home run uh, power last year was not there like it was uh, the two previous years. And the fact that X stats had him uh, underperforming or overperforming um, his expected average last year, he hit 289 and X stats had him down at 270. I saw kind of a somebody who would contribute in, in runs and RBIs, uh, obviously a decent amount in home runs, but average and stolen bases, you know, were, more, were some question marks for me. And so where he was going kind of at the turn, first, second round, had concerns about that. This year, when we take a look at the profile, he's made some positive uh, changes in in terms of the things that I mentioned previously. So... In his 311 plate appearances, he's hitting 280 with 90 runs, 9 home runs, 36 RBIs, and 2 stolen bases. He's walking at a 10.9% clip, 21.2% K rate. When we take a look at the underlying skills, they're fairly steady from last year. So his O swing is at 29%, which is right around league average of 30%. Z contact is right around... League average, 84.8%. Again, 85.5% is league average there. And those are pretty much unchanged from last year's number. Where we have seen some progress, I talked about the batted ball profile and some of the concerns I had there. He is, uh, he does have 4.7% uh, fewer um, uh, ground balls. So he's at 33% for this year which is a nice uh, development. And his hard hit rate is also uh, bumped back up to 36.5%. They're still not where they were during his MVP season. During his MVP season, he had a 40.3% hard hit rate and a 30% ground ball rate. So he's making his way back there, but he's not quite there yet. And I think that's something to remember when we think about Bryant is... You know, a lot of folks in the fantasy um, world, you know, think of those MVP seasons. And so what we really want to do is see where he is compared to uh, 2016 and kind of use that as a a benchmark or a barometer for where we want to see his skills get to. And I'll kind of touch on that as I as I go through. When we take a look at the X stats, again, uh, Bryant is overperforming his expected average. 
his average so far is 280. Uh, xstats.org has it at 254. Just a reminder, I like to give each time, xstats.org uh, takes the uh, exit velocity, vertical, and horizontal launch angle of every batted ball, as well as pa park factors and other things like weather, so on and so forth, to determine the percent likelihood that, uh, that something's going to be a hit and then what kind of hit it's going to be, whether it's a home run, double, so on. Um, so they have him at a 254 expected average. Now, he's hitting fewer um, fewer bad ground balls than he did last year. So he's hitting about 4.5% fewer dribblers, which is a bad, bad ground balls, and slightly more hard drives um, at, <clears throat> at about 13%, 13.1%. League average for hard drives is 11%. And so... Um, the batted ball, there's been some improvements there, but his pop-up rate is actually up uh, 3% um, or 3% above league average at 20.9%. And that's always been an issue for Bryant has been the pop-ups, and you can kind of see that in his infield fly ball rate. You know, those are not uh, quality batted balls. It's up at 11.5% this year, which is a 6% increase from uh, last year. Um, Infield fly balls, that's the percentage of fly balls that are um, infield fly balls, not the overall percentage of, of, of batted balls. Um, so the 11.5% is um, higher than last year um, and not something that we, that we necessarily want to see. Um, another thing to remember as we think about this barometer of, of Bryant as, as MVP candidate and fantasy stud is that while that hard drive rate is above average at 13.1%, it's still three to 5% below where he was at his peak. So <clears throat> in that 2016 season, his hard drive rate was at 15.9%. Uh, the year before that, his rookie season, it was at 17.8%. And now it's down to 13.1% from 12%. Uh, last year improved but still not nearly where it was at his peak now during his MVP season he was also at 34.7 percent of his balls in play were either line drives or hard drives so really quality bad balls and that's down eight percent to 26.7 percent this year um, and tw it was 27 percent last year and so one of the themes I think with Brian is we think about MVP Brian you know, fantasy first rounder Bryant versus what we've seen kind of the last two years is how far is he from there? And at what point in time do we start thinking that Bryant is more the guy that we've seen the last two years versus the guy that we saw during that MVP season? Now, he has underperformed expected home runs by 4.1. So 13.1 expected home runs versus nine home runs. So he hasn't really that really low home run total hasn't necessarily been earned. But again, consider that's in 311 plate appearances, which, would, which puts him short of last year's pace of 29, which at the time was a disappointment for fantasy owners. Now, Bryant's 20-game rolling averages are also scary bad. And again, he's been on the DL for the last um, few weeks. And so 
the rolling averages show that he was probably injured before that. His Z contact plummeted to 76.1% over those last uh, 20 games that he played. Uh, now that's down from uh, 84.8% uh, for the season. So you're seeing a, about an 8% dip there in his Z contact, which is not a good sign. His ground ball percentage is, is back up slightly again to 35.7%. And where we really see it is in the hard hit rate, which is down at 23% over those 20 games. His O-swing is slightly elevated, but not too much. But you see that dip in contact and that dip in hard hit rate, slight increase in ground ball percentage, and that's concerning. Another way to look at kind of some of the power potential is, is in barrels per plate appearance. And again, there's a downward trend for Bryant from 7.7% in his uh, 2016 season to 6.2% last year and 6.4% this year. Think about that also in the context of barrels overall increasing. So while he's going, gone down or kind of stagnated, uh, the rest of the league is hitting them at a higher rate. So that's kind of Bryant as we see him. You know, for me, I, I'm kind of in the camp that sees Bryant more as what we've seen these last two years until we see something different. And so I wouldn't expect a huge rebound in the home runs, particularly given he's coming off a, a shoulder injury, um, which may zap that power. Again, the expected average does, doesn't believe what he's doing so far, so we may see a little bit of a decrease there. But the things you really want to monitor, look at that ground ball rate. We want that at around the 30% mark that he was at. That hard hit rate, we want around 40%. Take a look at those. Monitor those as he gets back. Monitor the contact. That'll give you a sense of whether he's healthy and whether we can, we can expect at least a little bit of a rebound from what we saw over those last 20 games. So that's been a little bit about Chris Bryant. Disappointing so far. Hopefully he can get back to the guy he was in 2016, even 2017 this year, since he hasn't provided that type of value yet. Uh, it remains to be seen. I guess we'll start to find out shortly when he comes back uh, from his DL and rehab. The last guy we're going to cover today is Jurickson Profar of the Texas Rangers. Now, Profar is a guy I actually gave a hard time about a month ago. I had this, uh, this tweet where I essentially said, you know, there's nothing to see here, nothing in the skills that shows that Profar is going to be a valuable fantasy commodity this year. And he has done nothing uh, short of prove me wrong over that time, showing some really impressive skills uh, recently. And so I would like to formally apologize to Jurickson Profar and all of his fantasy owners for that very poor advice about a month ago. Uh, if you had listened to me at the time, you missed out on... Um, uh, on a decent little, decent little run here. So let's take a, a, a look at Profar. Um, over the course of the season, he's hitting uh, 247 with uh, 49 runs, nine home runs, 46 RBIs, and eight stolen bases in 334 plate appearances, which is pretty nice if you consider, you know, where he's um, 
been hitting uh, generally in the lineup. You know, if he were to get to 650 plate appearances or so in, in the course of a full season, you're looking at a guy who's really making some contributions across the board. You know, you're looking 15 to 20 home runs, uh, 80 to 90 runs in RBIs, uh, 15 stolen bases with an average that isn't going to uh, to crush you. So the production has been uh, really great from Profar so far. When we take a look at the skills, his O-swing percentage is at 30%, so right at league average. And that's slightly worse than his career mark of 27.7%. His Z-contact is at 91% which is really strong, 5.5% above league average, and that aligns with a 91.3% Z contact uh, over the course of uh, his career. Now, he's also seen a nice little increase in hard hit rate. He's at 33.6% this year, which is about 4% above where he uh, was at his, uh, or his career average of 29% and his batted ball profile has been pretty stable. He's hitting a little bit more fly balls and a, a few less line drives, a little bit more ground balls as well, um, or fewer ground balls uh, this season than uh, in the past. What's really cool and one of the reasons why I use um, XStats batted balls uh, more so than I do kind of line drive, ground ball, fly ball, is that XStats is more precise. Um, so they break down the type of batted ball into um, five different, uh, six different categories. Dribblers, ground ball percentage, line drive percentage, hard drive percentage, fly ball percentage, and pop-up percentage. And so it gives you a sense of not only like, you know, all ground balls aren't created equally. Right, so like a ground ball at a negative five degree launch angle that's hit 100 miles per hour is very different than a ground ball that's hit negative uh, 50, you know, uh, uh, negative, you know, 30, whatever, um, at 70, 80 miles per hour. So the dribblers gives you a sense of kind of what the bad ground balls are. The ground ball percentage is kind of your better ground balls. Line drives are your line drives, your lower line drives. The hard drives is kind of your higher line drives, lower fly balls that go for extra base hits and home runs. Fly ball percentage can be home runs um, when hit hard. Also can be extra base hits, but oftentimes a lot of outs. And then pop-ups are kind of your automatic outs. And so while Profar's... Um, Profile has changed a little bit when you look at line drive, ground ball, fly ball. When you get into a little bit more of the precise look at where he, where, um, where they've changed, he's essentially shifted 11% of his batted balls from dribblers and ground balls to line drives and fly, fly balls with uh, hard drives holding steady. So he's really improved you know, the type of batted balls. And we can see that in his expected average. His expected average is at 263. And his, uh, his current average is at 243. So we may expect a little bit of improvement there. And, you know, the increase in line drives has his expected BABIP up 
over last year when it was 262 up to 289. So there is some room for improvement there in the average and there is some general improvement in the overall quality of, of the type of batted balls that he's hitting. Now, over the last 20 games is really what I want to talk about with Profar because he is crushing the ball. So his Z contact has actually dipped a little bit uh, to 87.4%. It was around it was at 91%, so about a 3.5% dip. But his hard hit rate is at 55.1%, and his O swing is at 22.5%. So dramatic improvements in both of that, those with his fly ball percent holding steady at 35%. Now, one of the things that I love about, um, well, the only time I really like to see potentially a contact dip is number one, when it happens and the guy is still above average, but number two, when it corresponds with a dip in O swing, so improved plate discipline, slightly worse contact, but then a surge in hard hit rate, it may reflect a change in approach where a batter is sacrificing some contact for hitting the ball harder. You know, maybe he's swinging a little bit harder or has changed something in his swing to make more solid contact, but giving up um, uh, the frequency of contact a little bit. Now, over those same 20 games, Profar has an expected WOBA of 415, with 320 being league average, which is awesome. So you can see that there are some recent changes in Profar's plate discipline and the quality of the batted balls um, that he's producing, which bodes um, well, at least in the short term, as long as he's able to hold this. But maybe he's getting a little bit more comfortable now that he's seen you know, the most plate appearances that he's had in a previous season you know he had 324 in 2013 he had 307 in 2016 but he's got 334 this year and it's it's easy to forget that this was the number one prospect in all of baseball not too long ago and he's still only 25 so maybe things are starting to come together for Profar maybe some owners in your league if he's if he's unowned maybe he's on the wire and you might be able to pick him up Chances are, you know, maybe in 10-team leagues that's the case. Chances are in 12s and 15s that he is owned. Maybe a, maybe his owner um, isn't paying as, atten- as much attention to those skills. You may want to um, see if, um, you know, he might, uh, the, the owner may be w- willing to trade or, you know, um, poke, around, poke around there. There's some really exciting things happening with uh, Jerkson uh, Profar. Uh, recently. So that's been a little bit of uh, Jurek's and Profar, again, proving me uh, and my, um, what I thought at the time was a smart tweet, uh, very wrong with his production recently and with uh, some of the skills uh, that he's showing here. Um, That's it for for Profar. Um, And that is it for our three um, three players for uh, today's podcast. That wraps us up for the seventh episode of the Batflip Crazy podcast, where we covered Brandon Nimmo, Chris Bryant, and Jurickson Profar. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you have any thoughts about the podcast, how we might be able to improve it, make it more helpful for you, feel free to connect with me uh, on Twitter at BatFlipCrazy, or you can also check out our stuff at BatFlipCrazy.com. Thanks so much, and good luck with all your fantasy baseballing.